Right. Uh, hello and welcome to the Final Whistle podcast. My name is Harry McBain and uh, today I'm joined by Adam O'Connell and Bobby Edison and they got haircuts and I don't yet, um, which which is looking good, but not for me. Um, we'll start off on quite an easy topic. Uh, Adam was talking about it earlier in our uh, group chat, VAR, interestingly oh. used over the weekend. That's pretty pretty in-depth conversation, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Man United Spurs, um, that Son challenge where I say challenge, it wasn't a challenge at all, uh, was it, Bobby? It was pretty pathetic. Oh yeah, that is so stupid, man. I don't, it, I don't really know if it was maybe like more of a like more of a slap, like you could give it, but like I don't know. It just looks like a little tap. I mean, maybe because you're watching it in slow motion, it was different. But honestly. There's no way. Because, like, is he made a run? Like, he can't just run like this, can he? So he's got to actually have his arms out. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's stupid. But, yeah, I don't yeah. really and, it's and right, cool. It's, the worst bit about it is having the referees, like, they went, oh, we'll do a VAR check, like, after they scored because of it. And the referee, they, they watched it in the VAR bit, and then they went to the monitor and were like, oh, we'll have a look at that. He literally saw it as well, seeing what we saw. And it was not anywhere mm. near giveable as a as a foul because he's lightly brushed him in the eye. Um, as uh, I was watching some talk sport videos, I think it was Danny Mills was saying, like, compared to when he was playing football, like, if he got scraped in the eye, he could have a broken jaw, but he'd probably still carry on playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and said it's not necessarily son to blame as much it's the culture that's become with modern footballers these days adam yeah and it's just like getting anything you can like any contact go down and if they check it you're just gonna get a free kick yeah because the question was would you rather as a player would you rather be get get, win things or be modest and be like be honorable Yeah. yeah adam See, as like the level we play, I'd rather be honourable and like just play the game as football's supposed to be played. Like if you if you can stay if you stay on your two feet and keep the ball, do that. Don't just go down Hurry and travel on the foul because I think yeah, yeah. It makes football less boring. Down, be more boring. Yeah, watch. Yeah, it makes it so much more boring when you go down and want the foul every time. And I think football's look made now to look like a really weak sport. And like I, I just think I think players have taken it that to their advantage. They get tapped over oh, the foul. Mm, I, just, yeah, I, agree. I, I don't. Well, when it comes to it, and as they were making the point, was that when you look at the the reasoning of the Premier League and with the players, they've probably all got in their contracts win bonuses that if they win, they'll get a certain amount of money. So for Son to go down like that, it might not be a foul, but if he's thinking, oh, I could get a, get a bit more money in, then what's the point? And also with, when it comes to managers, the... the um, Post-match conferences, like Ollie made some comments about um, the the well, the offence, um, and mm-hmm. there was criticism coming towards him because his players were doing it too with going down super easily, especially Anthony Martial. Do you think, Bobby, that managers should probably go and try and either be more honourable instead of just trying to get even themselves maybe a bit more time in the job or a bit more money? Well, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, if something has happened to your team and happened to somebody else, either you'd be honourable and look at it from a neutral point of view, or then on the other hand, you back your players because at the end of the day, you're the manager of that team and it's your job to like 
be the leader and if you're not shown to back your players maybe like the fans they might lose interest in you but then I guess you have to look at the other side and football is uh I don't know it's a sport and you have to be sportsmanly at the end of the day so I think you have to account for the fact that sportsmanship is something that you should always follow but if rules are there there's always going to be people that are going to try and bend the rules because at the end of the day everyone wants to win yeah and yeah, Adam no, I, oh go sorry, go on, go on. I, I, I completely agree with Bob there but like, at the same time like I, with a manager they want to because like fans are going to lose interest if they don't win matches which we've seen happen before and so that's mm-hmm. why I feel like managers like if you get touched go down but then again like your point comes into play there whereas you want them to be honourable and the fans will like you more because then like you're being honest and like you're not like just trying to get fouls all the time so I feel like yeah. it's very because football yeah. is very like one-sided like teams are very like when you're rivals it's very like hate the other team hate the other team so when like something does happen, say say so for instance Liverpool, first Salah dives, Liverpool fans are like, oh that's fine, it's a foul. But then as soon as Fernandez does it, Liverpool fans are always attacking him. Vice versa, same with Man United. And like well, yeah, that's always going to happen. But then again, I think you could argue like some of the aggression is being weaned out of football because if you see like rivalries nowadays, especially in the Premier League, they don't really exist. Like you see all the players after big yeah. derby games hugging each other. And always going down for fouls and things like this yeah. and silly instead of actually showing aggression on the pitch and putting like your heart on your sleeve it's more just like silly comments after the game in press conferences and things like that when realistically you should be putting your aggression and fighting for your teammates on the pitch rather than off it yeah because like in, yeah in 2010 like around like 2010 20 like between 2010 and 2010 2015 like for instance man united and c used to be such a big derby like you'd always see them like they yeah. almost fights every every time they have, and nowadays it's just like a little handshake at the end of the match, saying, and they just walk off. So I think yeah. the football's gone very very soft, and I just think that is not just to do with VAR in general, just the players, and like you said before, the culture of yeah, the fans. And, and I think one of the things that um, I know, I think I was saying um, the other day to someone of being in the championship. Um, I think it was to Sim actually, who's a Portsmouth fan. Um, yeah. Being in the EFL, the one there are certain things as a Forest fan in the Championship. Obviously, I want to get promoted to the Premier League because it'd be awesome. But there are many things that, uh, as um, a few the Sky pundits saying, much more people would rather watch the EFL games now on television because they're not being stopped by VAR. They're not being stopped by. I was going to say poor refereeing decisions, but that's not the case. Um, just because the, the games flow better. And also when it comes yeah. to derbies, the derbies are better. You look at... Um, more like passion, yeah. Like, agree, whereas yeah. in the Premier League, you have a lot more foreign players brought in who don't know the derbies as well. Forest derby games. Um, like You might have like players that have grown up in the area of that club that genuinely want to... Yeah, because like we've, we've, we've got Joe Worrell, who was academy product. He's now the captain. So mm-hmm. he actually understands what it's like to play in the derbies. We've got many players who are from the academy and it actually helps with rivalries. But yeah, going up, yeah. I, that's the only thing I wouldn't want to, the only negative about getting promoted is having to deal with VAR. Even though mm-hmm. some games in the championship, you say, oh, we want VAR. But then that's just because your team got, you, got a poor decision. Got, yeah. But I think I would yeah. rather I would rather have a poor decision gone against me one week um, and then one for the other team next week than have VAR cancel them both out because mm-hmm. it's, it's just too slow and boring to watch. To be honest, yeah. even offside, like it, like with the offsides, I think that's also like a big a big problem because like 
there's so many times where the shoulder or like the kneecap have been offside and like yeah it's like will the whole goal out even though they didn't touch with that side of the body whatsoever and I think that's I think it's stupid to be honest yeah I think and also with the co- going back to Harry's oh. point as well just with the like the championship and the league one and two just all the leagues below to be honest when there is less money it is that the player is at that club because they want to play that football and they want to play with those players and that manager and I think Obviously, as you go out to the Premier League, you go to a team not necessarily for the football side, but also for the money. So I'm not saying that like all the players are just there for the money because, you know, yeah. they've grown up. I'm sure a lot of football players grew up in, you know, not privileged uh, environments. You know, they probably had difficult childhoods. But at the end of the day, they're here now. And if a, a club that is bigger is going to be offering them more money for them to provide for their family, then they're probably going to go for that option. And it just... May not says that they're a horrible person, but it sort of removes the passion of actually wanting to play for that club. I mean, it doesn't matter if they say that they've been a fan of that club yeah. since they were a kid in the announcement video, because the likeliness is that's just fan service. I mean, it, it happens every single time. And it's like, realistically, if you go lower down the leagues with less play, pay, sorry, then you're going to be playing at that club because you want to be there. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it will be interesting... Um, I know Bob will know. It'd be interesting to when we talk to that um, to that referee that we've agreed to talk to later in the oh, season. Oh yeah, yeah. Interesting to hear their thoughts on refereeing with VAR and you know how useful and how difficult it is to operate because obviously they get a lot of stick for how they use it. But interesting to hear how they actually have been trained and however to use it. But you have to keep watching our episodes for them. Um, uh, move on to a like a kind of link topic with Jose Mourinho. Would you blame him for not defending his for not you know not telling Son in like saying in the press uh, the post match conference going Son that's not acceptable you diving um, because obviously because of the current situation that his job's in. Uh, yeah, I think well he's obviously gonna. There's it's basically this like links to the thing I said before about being honourable and then also sticking up for your team but you know Jose's always got that arrogance and he's I don't think he's ever going to be the honourable person and be say that it was a foul because you know he thinks he's always right and yeah I don't think he would have admitted to it being a foul to be honest and do you think um, uh, maybe with the way that we know Jose is as a manager that it takes a few seasons for him to get into the job and produce sometimes with Spurs, Adam, do you think they should give him a few years to build the squad his way, to get them playing his way the whole time? Or do you think with the way that football is now, with everything being so instant, they should try and replace him with someone who's a bit younger, with a bit more passion, maybe? Usually I would say give him a few years, see what they're like. But he's, he's, what, he's been at Chelsea, United and so, like all these clubs. He's been there a few years, and like he will start off different. Like when he went from what when he went to when he went to Tottenham from United, he was like, and from Chelsea to United, he was like, I'll stick to this same way that they were playing, just in my own version. And eventually, he'll just change back to the ways he was. So I feel like they probably should just get rid of him, to be honest, because like if not, if he's not going to perform, then like because he's what I don't know how old he's now, but he's been managing for ages, and like I think eventually he's just gonna do the same thing. Everyone's gonna know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So like. So I think, yeah, just get rid of him, get a new uh, younger manager in. Yeah. And I think they might do better. Because realistically, with managers, it, 
I know that you have the managers that have the longer careers. Obviously, the only exception you can really make is Ferguson, who had a long career and has always been excellent. But I think, you know, as a manager, you come in, you have your peak, the same way that players are going to have their peak in their career. And I think Jose Mourinho is a bit like, if I could compare it to anything in the other, a different like example is like a club signing, say like Ronaldo. I know it's a bit modest to him, but like signing Ronaldo, it's like he's great. He's been great, but he's old. He's not going to like help your club progress. It's just like a quick fix to hope that because Tottenham are desperate for a trophy. That's obviously why they signed him. And it's quite, it's been quite a gamble, like bringing him in because it's like he can do it at other clubs. So let's hope he can do it with us. It's not going to like progress us forward because he's new, he's an old manager. So you know, you know what I mean in a sense of like they could have been better bringing in somebody old and maybe some fans would regret that Pochettino's gone, to be honest. Yeah, and I think yeah. when you mentioned Sir Alex there, it's interesting because obviously at the time he was he's been he was at United for an extremely long time. So obviously the game's changed when it comes to like the desire to stick with a manager. Um but he didn't even perform that well in his first few seasons at United and I reckon if it was the modern game, he would have been sacked after the first few seasons because he wasn't, they weren't as dominant. And then he did get the time and 26 years he was there. Yeah, resources. He, How many? 26? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, because it's, it's, it's things like that. Um, whereas if you, if you were look at the modern level of it, if he was, if it, yeah, if it was like in the modern day, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have lasted as long as he did at a club like that, they'd either have gone, well, you know what, you've done well, but we want to change something because that's the way clubs are. And as you mentioned, they were Pochettino gone to PSG. Obviously, they just beat Bayern in the first leg of the Champions League. Um, so it was, he's, an, he's a talented manager at a talented club. Um, do you think that Harry Kane, if he's to leave somewhere, obviously he's got that bond with Pochettino. Do you think we could see him if he isn't to stay in the Premier League because of realism and upsetting fans? Do you think that PSG is the most viable option for him because he knows the manager? Yeah, possibly. But I think he's going to want to go like if we could look at it in sort of perspective of Harry Kane. I I watched the All or Nothing documentary where he's like, Jose Mourinho was like, I'm going to make you a great player. And, you know, to be fair, Harry Kane's been excellent this season. Like the amount of goals and assists he's scoring is like it's crazy. But I think, yeah, definitely he's going to want to go somewhere to win a trophy because yeah, hadn't done that one yet. But uh, yeah, I think it, it, well, I've seen things that you know he's been linked with everyone because at the end of the day, PSG is a guaranteed league gun. Well, you think so, and when he's there, he'll probably win it at some point. But then again. Yes, that's a trophy, but is that really an achievement? Because you know, yeah, I was, I I was going to say that because like league on like it's not the hardest league in the world in the world to play, is it? Like you've seen PSG, well, yeah, especially if you play for PSG, yeah, yeah. But then the question is with PSG and the squad they've got at the moment, and Spurs not being looking like they're going to qualify, they might not qualify for the Champions League. It's a better chance of the Champions League for him, isn't it? Because they've actually got a strong squad. Imagine that with a lineup. Obviously, Mbappe's going to leave, but Neymar and Kane on there. That's yeah. That's that's a good attack. Mbappe's going to leave. Well, he said he's not signing another contract after the one he's on expires, which yeah. is like twenty twenty one or twenty two. So, 
I mean, realistically, PSG would want to keep Mbappe, but if he wants to go somewhere else, then... So it will be depends whether they sell him to get the money or let him go on a free in a few years, which would be stupid. Yeah. Because um, so whether... he's so young as well, isn't he? So mm. if, Mbappe, if, they, if PSG don't sell him, I think that's a bit of a stupid move from them, to be honest. Yeah, putting a sale... Like, he's so young and him. you get so much money from him. He's, like, but... almost, he's still at his prime, isn't he? Mm. I would not even reach it, yeah? Yeah, probably. I would say he's reached his prime. And then another another looking at things, um, we transfer someone that is uh, in form at the moment, um, uh, Messi Lingard, uh, whatever you want to call him. Um, Lingardinia. Yeah, he's doing really well. Obviously, the Leicester game, he was really good, got two goals um, uh, for, uh, for West Ham there. The other week when we were talking about the Euros and we were discussing Lingard, we said maybe not take him. Mm-hmm. Have either of your minds changed on that? Just because when you uh, form, yeah. form wise, would yeah. you would you take him now? Because I think I would actually, just because based on I, form. Going genuinely, into it. I think I would take him, but then again, who was over? Because I think I was hoping that Madison could go, but I don't think he'll go now, just because of how long he's been out for. And you know, hopefully, uh, Grealish comes back. I think he's had a, a little setback on his injury, maybe about another week or so out. But hopefully Grealish comes back into the Prem and starts playing well because obviously we want him going into the Euros playing well. But I really, the way he's playing, if he continues to play that well, then you have to take him. Because yeah, so like how can you not take someone that's playing the way he exactly. is? And take a risk and maybe like play Foden, who isn't going to get as much game time at Man City as Lingard will at West Ham. Yeah, it's it's an and, interesting you know, one. Lingard's performed in other World Cups as well, hasn't he? Like he played like well last time. And um, I think yeah. it was um, the um, like Adam like McCola or whatever he's called from the kickoff. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. United, United fan was saying fan. was basically saying how like well, we saw how good he was at United when he was playing well. He then had mm-hmm. to deal with all his family issues, and that's when he didn't start playing as well. Now he's at a club where he doesn't have as much of a relationship maybe Pressure. like as a fan of like, oh, no, supporting yeah, yeah, yeah. United now he can play freely and not worry about letting his club down as much there mm-hmm. he can play with freedom and he can he can actually express himself a bit better so this maybe this is the player that he's always been just that he were in previous issues times like with that, issues holding him back. yeah so yeah. the question is would you start him in in the England setup Obviously, with Madison oh, there, man. but would you put? You'd have to put Mount out on the wing, wouldn't you? With the style, yeah. with the style that um, Southgate wants Southgate to go plays. For. But then, if you're playing him out on the wing, um, that might not work, depending on his fight five at the back setup, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it all depends on the formation he plays. Because realistically, do you want to be playing Mason Mount on the wing when you have Rashford and Sancho, and you know maybe Sterling? Sterling he's not been yeah. great recently, but yeah, and Grealish. Obviously, you've got so many great wingers it would just not really make sense to sacrifice one of those to put Mount on the wing. And I think there's going to be, in the World Cup, it, I think we'll have to do it performance-based and form-based because there's there's way too much talent to just like try and figure out how to make a team. So I think you just have to do it on, at that point in time, who's playing the best and who's going to play the best together as a team. Yeah, would you also, when it comes to another position with the England Euros um, squad, when it comes to the right-back for... Um, the discussion of whether we do take Alexander-Arnold because we know he's good going forward. We know that certain 
he's not as good as defending as everyone might have hoped. Um, would do you take him and then play him based on the opposition? Or do we take someone else like uh, Reese James, who is more of a defensive one who can go forward, but obviously isn't as good as Alexander-Arnold, Adam, because obviously you're a Liverpool fan. Yeah, I think it would depend on who else who has been playing like on the right wing for it, or like the position we're probably well, or the formation. Sorry. So if we like, if we have a good right wing or right midfield, then I feel like we could play a more defensive player like Rhys James, as you said. But if we don't have an, like an attacking right mid or as good as we we hoped, then maybe Southgate would play Arnold to then overlap and put some crosses in. Yeah, well, when you but, look at the formation, if we are playing the three at the back and the two wing backs. That could suit Alexander Arnold quite well because he can go forward. He can come back. Have left defensive responsibility as well. If you have Kyle Walker in that right-sided centre back, he's quick. He's good at defending, so he can cover for him there. And a midfielder can drop, so he could fit quite well. But Bobby, do you think that Southgate, obviously, because he's not been performing that well, do you think Southgate will consider that, or do you think he's just going to go on based on? Like form. Oh, I don't know. If it was me personally, but obviously we can't really say this because Southgate is probably not going to play for all the back. But if it was me and we play for at the back of the Euros, I take Trent and Walker. And you play in the games where you're going to be more defensive, you play Walker because you need a defensive right back. But when you need that, like, I don't know, like magic or just that spark and that cross to, because if, if that delivery, is on point from Trent and we have Kane in the box and realistically that is going to get us goals because we'll just have to counter on that because Kane's obviously really good in the air and Trent's balls are immaculate sometimes. So I think, yeah, realistically, I don't think, personally, I would take Reese James, even though I do rate him as a player, I would rather have Walker as like the solid option. He's a seasoned uh, professional. He's played at World Cups and Euros. I would take him and then have Trent as the, you know, he's the star man, you know, like in defence. And if he does play... Yeah, exactly. Or super sub, or even he might start if it sort of depends on the opposition, really. Because if he plays in a yeah. slightly less big game and proves himself, then he might get to start in the bigger games. Yeah, it's. Yeah. it's, it's... I, 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 sorry, go on. No, go on, Adam. I've, I was going to move on. So, go oh, yeah. so I, I think I think it always like obviously Trent still has the couple of weeks to like prove himself as well. Like, as the years are going on, because like well, recently he's been playing all right, um, but with his crosses and his defending's been okay. But I think, yeah, I think it just does come down to, uh, to the performance recent, like in the recent games coming up. And if he mm-hmm. plays well, he will get a chance. If he doesn't play well, he won't get the chance. Yeah. So it just depends on how he plays as a player. And if he wants to, to start, he'll, then he'll try for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, team, a team that's been performing to obviously not necessarily be picked for a Euro squad, but uh, to stay in the Premier League, West Bromwich Albion, they are... Uh, 19th, I think, eight points from safety with seven games left in the Premier League. So 21 points to play for. Last two games, battered Chelsea 5-2 and then beat Southampton 3-0 last night. Bobby, Mm -hmm. do you think they can stay up or do you think the gap's too big for Big Sam to, you know, try and rescue them? Uh, Really? I'm not really sure. Hold on. I was going to have a quick look at the table just to see, like, who they're dealing with. Because so, Fulham's above them and then Newcastle are just on the edge of the relegation zone. So it's it's close for them. Yeah, so it's because obviously West Brom are picking up form right now. Nice little uh, man of the match performance from Ainsley Maitland-Niles uh, against Southampton. And I think, you know, like realistically, if they 
are picking up their form and the teams like, I don't know, uh, Newcastle, Fulham and maybe even Brighton and Burnley, if they're not playing as well and they do pick up their form towards the end of the season, the eight-point margin, there's no reason they can't close it down. I think it would be a long shot and if they do stay up, I think it'd be impressive. But yeah, I don't think quite yet you can write them off because as you, this might be a, a turning point in their season, obviously, with that great two wins from the you know decent opposition. Yeah, Adam, would you put it past Big Sam to to pull off a great escape? Um, I reckon there is a there is that chance and a spark of hope that he might, but I think it's a very slim chance again. But he, it is possible, but I don't think it's likely at all. Mm. I think they might go down, and then they, they'll probably just come back up next season and do that thing Norwich are doing at the moment, where they like going down and come back up. Yeah, possibly because they have some quality players. Mm, definitely yeah. and I think one of the people that we've talked that I mean I, I know I have talked about and his job I don't like the job of a football agent um, very much but uh, Erling Haaland's agent Mino Raiola probably one of the most disliked people in football um, has been talking again so Man United have said that they're not ruling out another move uh, they're, despite the, the breakdown talks about Haaland because of the price for Sancho last summer they thought they could go up but they're not ruling out another move for Sancho. And Haaland's agent, Raiola, has said that Dortmund do not want to sell the forward this summer. Interesting one there on another Raiola saying it, not Dortmund saying it. So do you think this is... First of all, do you think this is true? Or do you think this is mind games from Raiola to drive up the price for him yeah. and for Dortmund? That's what I was thinking. Because is it uh, Raiola that said that Dortmund won't want to sell him? Raiola said it, not Dortmund. Because I think uh, that is probably a dirty tactic. Because you know he's he's not he's prone to doing that. And I think Dortmund will probably want to cash in on Haaland. Then I don't really know why they want to, but I genuinely think as a club that's just something they want to do. They might. But then again, could you see them getting rid of Sancho and Haaland in the same window? Because that would bring a lot of money. I, 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 but you're getting rid of two big players in your team there. Yeah, I feel like it'd be one one season, and then like, and then the next transfer window, or even the season after, at the same sort of time. Yeah, it might be the other. But I think it it could be. It could just be a genuine thing where Dortmund don't want to get rid of him, but they didn't want to be wants mm. to say it, so he said it. But I, I think, think... Sancho is more likely to leave than Haaland is. Yeah, to, to, to be honest, though, I think Haaland, if he's going to leave, Dortmund would sell him this summer because next summer he has his yeah. 60 million pound release clause. And this summer, 60? 60 million, so six zero. Yeah. So they can make a lot more money off him now before he gets grabbed next summer for a dirty, cheap price. Um, oh, yeah, true. And then they can sell Sancho and other seasons. Because to be honest, Sancho, from what I've seen, hasn't been performing as great this season um, as he has oh, yeah. in the last few, so get, he there's not going to be mass suitors for him there. So I think if it it wouldn't surprise me if Dortmund don't want to sell him, but they do because they need the money and they don't want to lose him on a cheap. Um, yeah, I agree. And then finally, to do in the last few minutes, um, Jack Grealish did an interview today uh, or the other day saying that he was. Don't know why he'd want to leave because he is living his dream playing for Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah, and so I was going to say, Adam, what do you think? Because we've been seeing many mind games there, um, like in mind games just with transfers generally. What What do you make of him coming out and saying that? I think because I th- I think I've heard him say that before as well, like in a previous interview, like a while back, saying. 
he has no reason to move from Aston Villa. He's playing good there. He likes the players there. He likes the manager. And he likes the style of football he's playing. So I think I think it's a genuine thing. And I th- I'm quite happy for him, to be honest, because if he's at a place that he wants to be, then fair play to him. Because, like, going to a big club, like, we've seen it before, where, like, say Suarez goes to Barcelona and then he gets played a good couple of seasons and then goes down. Hazard, he's dropped off when he went to Real Madrid. So I think Grealish kind of thinking like that. Don't go to a big club because then you might just not get played. Yeah, because it's so not a guaranteed think, win. Yeah. You you, you mm. won't get money, but you won't get any play time. And I think I think Grealish is one of them players where he wants to play time over the money. Yeah, because yeah, I think... he's also playing for his uh, childhood club as well, isn't he? And I'm sure yeah, he's yeah. enjoying himself. Well, he's the, he's the captain, so the fans yeah. like him. The manager likes him. Uh, he's getting played when he's fit. He's getting into England squads. So yeah. it's not like, apart from money-wise and maybe wanting to play in Europe, there's not too trophies, much of a difference. But then look at, yeah. yeah, but look at it this season. Aston Villa pushing for Europa League spots. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely. It's not as if the club he's at are too far down. Um, interesting to see whether clubs like Aston Villa and West Ham can sustain their form from this season into next season. I mean... It could be a crazy one seeing West Ham in the Champions League, but be struggling in the Premier League. So, be weird mm. to see. I think. Do you think West Ham are going to have a good season next year, or do you think they'll plateau off a little bit? Well, it, it's it's hard to predict, isn't it? Because obviously, if you'd said last season, mm. do you think West Ham are going to be challenging for Champions League? You go, of course not. They nowhere yeah. near that level, and now mm. you're going. Well, I wouldn't put it past them to do it next season. David Moyes. Is good manager he's got good players there um but it's one of those things that could it be a one-off season the same way with Leicester when they won the league it could have been a one-off and then as we saw they didn't do very well but they've come back so um I mean Adam what do you think I think it's quite unpredictable to see to to say again no I I agree with you I think it is quite unpredictable that's a lot of football a lot of football has been quite unpredictable um but I don't think I think they might do well, like mid-table, sort of like between 10th and 6th. I don't think they'll get Champions League again next season, but I think they might do all right, better than most clubs, I feel. But I'm not, not as well as this season, I don't think. Yeah, I'd like then to again, see I think. I'd yeah, like on, to see, I was going to say I'd like to see them in the Champions League next year, just because it would be so entertaining. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. It would be interesting. Uh, yeah, Adam, you, what, what were you going to say? Because you are just going to say something there. Completely forgotten. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we'll go on that note then. We'll say uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, we hope you've enjoyed. Uh, we'll make sure to keep putting out ones like this. So make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, uh, get at the uh, social medias. Um, I'll put them on screen again. Um, Twitter, Instagram, guys, come on. Yeah, Twitter, Instagram. Follow. follow. All of them. Get them everywhere. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. That was the final whistle. <laughs>